Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. Welcome back, everybody, to Faked, your favorite podcast all about counterfeit items and scams and cons. And actually, we're going to be talking about specific places on Earth. We're going to be doing some tourist scams again. So we just got back from Paris and just got back from Amsterdam and Bruges. So I wanted to go over some of the... Let's see this. We wanted to go over some of the scams that I did not get to witness there. I see how they could happen, though, because of some of the scams we're going to be talking about. But I, first of all, I know we've done like the scam thing in cities, but I want to actually go over the history of the city, too, just so you get a little information on it, so you can kind of understand the scope of what... Um, what maybe happens in these areas. So anyways, Amsterdam is a city and port uh, in Western Netherlands. And Netherlands is not very big. So it's located on the Ieselmeer. Uh, I think that's how you say Ieselmeer. And connected to the North Sea. It is the capital and principal commercial and financial center of the Netherlands. So to the scores of tourists who visit each year, which is, uh, I think they said it was like to the tune of 14 million. It's crazy. For how small the city is, 14 million people is insane. So Amsterdam is kind of known for its historical attractions, its collection of great art, so that's the Rijksmuseum, and for the distinctive color and flavor of its old sections. So you've got the red light district, you've got the dam, you've got all these really, really cool things to do. So uh, a lot of the stuff's been really well preserved there. So however, visitors to the city also see a crowded metropolis beset by environmental pollution, traffic congestion, and housing shortages. So that's pretty common in a lot of these old cities just because everything's so narrow. Everything was not made for cars. And then uh, if you do look up, some of the cars there are really, really small. I mean, like bicycle small. So it's easy to describe Amsterdam, which is more than 700 years old, as a living museum of a bygone era and to praise the eternal beauty of the centuries-old canals. The ancient patrician houses and the atmosphere of freedom and tolerance because uh, when you go there you can pretty much do whatever you want which also opens a little more uh, scam stuff because everything's just kind of out open you know to do whatever you want so the modern city is still working out solutions to the pressing urban problems that confront it so amsterdam is the nominal capital of the netherlands but not the seat of the government which is actually the haug so we went there too a lot of cool stuff there but the royal family for example is only occasionally in residence at the Royal Palace, which is huge, and it's on the square known as the Dam in Amsterdam. So I guess they're putting a dam in Amsterdam. So the city lacks the monumental architecture found in other capitals, so there are no wide square suitable for big parades because the one that we were just talking about, which is the dam, has a bunch of stuff cutting through it. So you've got a lot of public transportation that kind of cuts through it, so it's not exactly a huge square um, in the classical means of that. There's no really triumphal arches or kind of imposing statues. But Amsterdam's um, intimate character is best reflected in the narrow, bustling streets of the old town, which most of the population still goes about its business. So, yeah, anyways, uh, while there are reminders of the glorious past, gabled houses, noble brick facades clad with sandstone, richly decorated cornices, uh, towers and churches, and the music of Carillions, uh 
carrions, carrions, and barrel organs, the realities of life in the modern city, often belay this romantic image. So the inner city is divided into a network of canals into about 90 islands, and the municipality contains about 1,300 bridges and viaducts. So Amsterdam is the economic center of the Netherlands, and their traditional um, kind of everything persists along innovation. So although the city has a modern metro system, about one-fifth of the workforce still relies on the time-honored bicycle for transportation. So that just kind of tells you the amount of bikes there. Absolutely insane. Too, like too many bikes, I guess probably not too many, but too many for anybody who's going to be there and then get hit by one. So the city continues to be famous for its countless China and Indonesian restaurants and the hundreds of houseboats that line its canals. Since the mid-1960s, Amsterdam also has been known for a permissive atmosphere and it attracts many people kind of seeking an alternative lifestyle. So 64 square miles is the metro, uh, 245 square miles is the kind of area. The population is 1 mil, and metro area is 1.4 mil. So really big stuff. We, we don't really need to go back, I guess, into some of the old, old stuff. I really wanted to just kind of paint the scope of what the actual city looks like. So let's get into some of the scams here and how we can avoid them. So there... Uh, Number one here, and these aren't in any particular order. We're just going to talk about the scam. So used public transport tickets. So there's a division of scammers in Amsterdam that make money by selling used public transport tickets to tourists. So these shady characters tend to claim that these useless items are actually worth something and that they are selling them at a discount price, uh, even though they probably found the tickets in question lying on the streets. So the best way to not do that is to just go through a normal route of getting your tickets. Nobody's going to be selling them legit on the side of the street. They are going to be acquired through all of the public transportation kiosk or um, ticket vendor places. So never never buy them from somebody because there's no verification process as to whether they're real or not except for the trust me, which don't. So anyways, next up we're going to talk about the street bikes. So we talked about how crazy the amount of street bikes there are, which is more than the people there, I believe. So there uh, there might be people that are actually going to try to have you rent bikes off them or purchase them from them. So purchasing suspiciously cheap bikes from the street merchants really isn't worth the risk. In Amsterdam, also, what are you going to do with that anyway? So they basically, I did see this, but I didn't know if it was the real deal or not, But um, which I'm assuming it is, but judging by what we've looked up here. So um, basically, people are just going to snap off the locks on some of these bikes, which is super easy, and you'll see it if you if you show up there or if you if you go there, you'll see how easy it is. Sometimes people don't even lock them up because there's so many of them. So don't ever try to rent the bikes from some just dude with one bike because that's definitely a hundred percent. He's you know he's gonna say, hey, you know you can rent this off me, no collateral. You know we're we're really easy going. That's the Amsterdam way. You know, 50 euros, and you know, you can rent it and then just bring it right back here. And guess what? He's not going to be there because he walked off with your 50 euros because that's not his bike. So it is definitely illegal. Obviously, stealing always is. So these bikes are almost always stolen. So buying one is actually a criminal offense for you. Um, it is also common for merchants to flog off broken bikes to tourists that appear fine from a distance, but soon they fall apart after money is exchanged hands and, you know, it's your word against that person's. 
Um, and a big thing is the, actually I wanted to look up how many bikes there are to people. So how many bikes? It was so many um, in Amsterdam, like so many bikes. Okay, so um, it says, this was 2019. I don't know if they've done a bike census here recently, but it says 847,000 bikes in Amsterdam that belong to 442,000 households. So there are four times more bicycles than cars. So if, and if you look at the streets, when you, if you go there, oh my God, you'll understand why there are so many bikes because the streets would be absolutely clamored and there would be no, it would just be standstill gridlock constantly. So you'd be, ha you're happy that there's bikes there. But anyways, do not buy bikes off people. Do not rent bikes off people. Go through a legitimate company and that'll be good. So apparently it's, it's super common for it to happen. I'm actually surprised I didn't see it more. So another one is fake police. So according to reports posted on Amsterdam's police force, tricksters sometimes pose as police officers to steal from tourists. So these group... Groups kind of often flash fake badges and state that they are searching for counterfeit money or drugs. While rummaging through Mark's bags, they would discreetly steal cash or other valuables that pretend as though everything is in order and disappear. Always remember that real Dutch police officers rarely conduct searches like this on the street, and anyone that wants to look inside your bag is probably a thief. So just be on the... Yeah, if somebody asks to look through your bag, I mean... That it seems like it's not happening. So it seems like they would need warranting to do that. And I know it's scary, absolutely, because you're in a different country. A country is actually known for being pretty terrifying when it comes to like police interactions because you can be put in jail almost immediately and then you have to kind of talk to the embassy and stuff like that. So if somebody is looking to rummage through your bag, you're going to need a lot more proof that this person has any sort of... Um, justification for doing so. So next up, we are going to be talking about the canals. We mentioned there are a ton of them in this city, so you're going to have a lot of opportunity to run into this potential scam. And with that, you see a bunch of houseboats and riverboats and things of the like. There's always um, different tours going on there. And I don't think this, well, this will be something we talk about in the Bruges episode. Um, but in Bruges, there's actually only a, a, a limited amount of boats allowed in there so people aren't actually able to give just boat tours you have to be very um qualified and you have to have probably some sort of screening process and then there is just a limited amount of boats because of the amount of boat areas that are very very restricted so let's talk about these impromptu boat trips so if someone randomly offers to take you around amsterdam by boat say kind of while you're sat at a pub or cafe, it's probably a scam. So people aren't that friendly anywhere in the world. And this kindly boat owner will likely wait till you're stuck out on the water before demanding an arbitrary payment for his services, which is going to be crazy. So always go through a legit service. There are a bunch of them. Usually it says Amsterdam boat rental on the side of it. So don't get scammed into doing a terrible, for one, it's probably a terrible uh tour, but uh, also you're going to be paying crazy, crazy, crazy amounts for that. So let's move on to the street dealers. So street dealers in Amsterdam tend to target tourists and usually hang around popular areas like the red light district looking for marks. So these sketchy individuals make their money by selling very low quality drugs. So cut with other potentially dangerous chemicals just to kind of 
make the profits a little higher. So there have been several cases of intentional drug poisoning in Amsterdam over the past few years, which have been linked to street dealers. So probably just avoid street dealers altogether. No doubt if you're looking for drugs, I'm sure you can find a very, very pleasant individual to sell them legit to you. So, I mean, first of all, I'd probably say just don't at all, uh, because most of the drugs there you're talking about, um, like weed and things like that, but, uh, you can just go into any coffee shop and do that legally and then have some sort of uh, accountability, I guess. If you're looking to do partake in that activity there, just go do that. Uh, you know, you got accountability if something goes wrong. Let's talk about drug samples. So sometimes street dealers will offer, uh, offer clients a small sample and let them try a dap of MDMA or cocaine before buying. So while this might seem like a freebie, Dealers will often demand money afterwards and threaten anyone that doesn't pay up. So there you go again. Just don't deal with the straight street dealers if you're looking for, um, I suppose, a good time there or whatever. Um, so I would just say don't deal with street dealers there because it doesn't seem like anything good is going to come out at all. So next is the fake accommodation listing. So Amsterdam's in an expensive city, which... I feel like it wasn't that true, especially coming from Paris. Paris was insanely expensive, but you know it's probably expensive in its own right, maybe in comparatively speaking, other than other places near Netherlands. So, when it comes to accommodations, and it's currently experiencing a pretty harsh housing crisis, so many scam artists capitalize on these issues by posting fake accommodation listings on Craigslist, Facebook, or Marketplace. So, or Marketplatz. Plots, maybe that is something over there that okay. So after agreeing a agreeing to let people stay at their fake listing, these tricksters ask marks to transfer them money through services like Western Union and then break off contact when they receive the money. Basically, if you're dealing with Western Union, you're already I mean you're in too deep because don't ever pay for anything through that. I mean there's it's untraceable. You know you're never gonna get it back. So absolutely don't do that. Definitely don't look on um, Craigslist, Facebook, or Marketplace. I don't think anything's that expensive there. I mean, if you're already going to Amsterdam, you're willing to you know put up a pretty penny. Just do it through the legit means. Do it through a hotel booking agency. Make sure that's legit because we've talked about fake websites before. You can check out that episode. Um, it's advisable to avoid just searching for private apartments altogether when looking for short-term accommodation in Amsterdam and instead rely on reputable websites like Hotel.com or Airbnb, although Airbnb kind of sounds like a scam anyways, which we could talk about. It's not really a scam because it's pretty Fort Wright, um been pricing, but it's it's gotten crazy. So let's talk about unmarked prices at fast food stores. This happens a lot there. We actually saw this on a lot of the pastry shops. So not too many things open up really, really early, but the ones that do, they don't put prices on the stuff. And you'll start to see like the reviews of a lot of these places are like 3.2, 3.1, 2.9. And it's because when you look at the reviews, it's they don't put pricing on things. And then when you do order it, it's like five to $10 for something that should be like two euros. So many fast food kiosks in Amsterdam, more uh, Amsterdam's more touristy areas don't really openly display their prices and wait until customers have taken their order before presenting them with an unreasonable high bill because people then at that point they don't really want to back down from it because they're going to feel cheap or taken advantage of like they were okay with it but absolutely don't shy away just say hey that's an insane price that's crazy so for example a single slice of pizza at some of those stores 
can cost over five euros, which is crazy. So although this markup isn't there, uh, too, it's not too financially damaging. There are plenty of other better fair price, uh, priced takeout joints in Amsterdam that actually disclose their prices to customers beforehand. The only one that's allowed to get away with that is like market pricing. And if you go to a restaurant that's really high end, sometimes they won't put it on there because people at that point don't care about money. <laughs> so let's talk about the ship call airport taxis. So over the past few years, there have been several reports of the fraudster taxi drivers at the airport ripping off sizable amounts of money from tourists. So these fake cab services shuttle people from the airport to their hotels and then ask for unbelievably high payments, sometimes over a thousand euros. So the journey takes approximately 30 minutes and cost about 40 to 80 euros to Avoid fraudster drivers, make sure to mosey on over to the clearly marked official taxi rank rather than jumping into a cab outside the airport's entrance. If this ever happens to you, if you do find yourself in a cab that always make sure you ask, even if they don't have it clearly defined, ask how much it's going to cost. Especially in Amsterdam, everybody speaks English, so it's not going to be a language barrier. Ask how much it's going to cost, and if they give you anything like, oh, you know, I'll just tell you when you get there. Oh, then, okay, I'll get out. Or I'll agree with 40 euro or 80 euro, you know, and then I'm out. If it's anything more than that, just get out and go to the next one. And if they don't let you out, you got kind of bigger problems. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's probably, I mean, that's, since that's like an actual illegal activity, that's probably not going to happen too frequently. So let's talk about the pickpocketers. So Amsterdam has its fair share of pickpockets and these opportunist people generally hang around places that are frequent by large group of tourists. So the central station or the dam square. So some pickpocketers distract people by asking directions while others simply prey on people that aren't paying attention to their belongings. To avoid becoming a target, always keep your valuables close and think twice before chatting to strangers on the street. Yeah, just kind of being aware of your surroundings is very big when it comes to that stuff. I mean, we talk about this a lot. Just being aware. You know, being aware is pretty much 90% of what you need to do when you go to these cities. And as long as you're aware of your surroundings, don't be afraid to strike up conversations with people. Because I think it's some, uh, just I guess, just to finish this episode, we can talk about one of the things that I talked about to a local they introduced us to Yennefer, which is this really good gin. It kind of predates gin, I, I, I think. So there's this really, really cool place that you can go to, and it's a Yennefer distillery. And they show you how to drink it properly. They tell you how to appreciate it. Beautiful stuff. So when you're there, check it up. can't remember what it's called, but you can just look up like Yennefer distillery. And it's by it's right next to the dam square. Um which sounds like an explicit statement, but no, it's actually called the DAM square. So remember guys, with faked items, there are those who produce them, those that purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.